This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans. He is Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And let's go ahead and dive in. It's week 14. Nervous Nellies abound, Fun Buns, because this is the final week for uh, 99.9% of the fantasy football playing community. Really, it should be 100% of the regular season. So for a lot of people, it's uh, do or die time. Got to win to get into the second season. Uh, some of you have already punched your playoff uh, ticket. Congratulations on that. And if you're out of the action, hey, there's always next year. Or there's always DFS and sports betting, right? <laughs> so uh, let's go in and dive in with our boldest predictions here for week 14. I'll start with one, and I know you're going to disagree with me on this one. Uh, pending, and really it doesn't matter if Tony Pollard is active or not, uh, as uh, we were just talking before we decided to hit the record button on this podcast, uh, Pollard with that uh, torn plantar fascia and in a partially torn plantar fascia, which is the worst kind because if it was fully torn, he could play through it without any severe pain, but the pain is and many times intolerable. Uh, and remember, Taysom Hill missed a couple of games with an exact same injury. But we'll see if Pollard can go. More than likely, he will not be able to play. And even if Zeke were to get you know, 15 to 18 total touches, I still think he finishes outside the top 30 among the running back position. In other words, he is a boomer bust touchdown candidate against the fighting football. So the third fewest fantasy points to the running back position Uh, And you look at Zeke, too, he's also been hobbled by that knee. Uh, He said he's three to four weeks away from being right. Uh, He's been under 52 rush yards now in six consecutive games. He's boosted the bottom line. I know you're going to point this out in the past game, but RB 33 and yak per attempt over the last six games and the fighting footballs. Again, like I said, third fewest fantasy points. No running back has hit 75 yards against them on the ground. They're giving up just 3.58 yards per carry and 60.9 rush yards per game. So am I... Freaking over Zeke for reasons unknown, or are you starting to come around to my side? Oh no, this this is your week. You, you decided week fourteen was going to be your week for bad RB takes, <laughs> starting with Dalvin Cook. Now, now wait a you second, know? wait a second about the Dalvin Cook. I said I am entitled to change my opinion when I learn more information. When Schefter tweeted out. Uh, Dalvin Cook is active, and then said he will handle his regular workload. That was it. All bets were off. I, I made amends in my own mind, and I said, I'm elevating him now into my top ten, and I fin- I put him at, like, RB8 or 9. So, oh, there you go. Okay, but I'm, I am I am, I'm good on Zeke, though, outside the top 24. I will not budge there. Okay, fine. I am going to counter your outside the top 30 by having that and say he will finish as a top 15 running back. <laughs> that is my bold prediction. Because, you know, in the last eight weeks, Zeke is behind only Austin Eckler and Leonard Fournette in total catches at the running back position. Oh, and who is his who is his opponent this week? It's a, a Washington football team that's given up in the last four games, eight catches to Leonard Fournette, seven catches to Christian McCaffrey, five catches to DJ Dallas, and nine catches to Josh Jacobs. And Ezekiel Elliott, yes, he has the bad knee, but he's been playing on it for a long time. And the two weeks before last week, he was the 14th running back and the 18th running back. Both games, he had just nine carries. I, I think we're overrating this. Zeke is going to get more touches, which means more good things in the fancy bottom line. I don't care about Yak 
yak per attempt. That's not a fancy number. Catches are. I think he's <laughs> with Tony Pollard out. I think he has upside of six plus catches in this one. Give him 14 carries. Washington's numbers against the running back are good, but just go look at the number one running back in each game, not counting Atlanta, where they, you know, fantasy football today doesn't count Cordero Patterson as a running back. Don't count Seattle a couple weeks ago when they had DJ Dallas and Alex Collins in combo. That's not really a, a real NFL backfield. So um, you can score against this Washington football team, especially if you're the lead guy. And Maybe the only guy. We'll see how much Corey Clement we see if Tony Pollard is out, but I think we're going to see more of Zeke Elliott. All right, so just to kind of give you an idea of some of the players I have ranked ahead of Zeke right now, uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, <laughs> Daryl Williams. <laughs> no, you got worse You got worse players than that because you're, ta- you're calling Don Trail him. Hilliard. You don't really have him ranked outside the top 30. Uh, not, I, I not have your real rank. You're just being bold for the I podcast. have him exactly at 30 right now. Okay. I do. Oh, and I just checked my ranks. I I, I must have done this in a tequila-infused haze uh, because uh, Nathaniel Lundy, who produces our fine program, bought me, gifted me a really nice bottle of uh, Compa Veda, extra añejo. So I cracked that baby open right after a radio show yesterday, Brandon. Uh, So it was flowing. I had Dalvin Cook at five. Ooh, nice. So (laughs) so I might have one-upped you. Where'd you have Cook oh, you in your rankings? Oh, you definitely one up me because I put him at like ten. I just was <laughs> like, okay. and I and I didn't even bother to to follow the run up to the game. I was just like, okay, Dalvin Cook's playing. I know this much. I'm not gonna. I didn't even bother with the progress reports up to game time. I just left him at ten. Uh-huh. Figured that would be good. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But yeah, you're a rat bastard for that. You're, you you deserve no credit for that. You, you you told people there's a lot of people like me that probably didn't follow all the way up to game time and just. Took your first take and was like, ah, oh, Dalvin Cook. But I qualified it. So, look, uh, yes, I, I took out an insurance policy and I cashed in last night on Dalvin Cook. But, again, I'm standing my ground on Zeke. He's going to finish outside the top 30 this week against the fighting footballs. And Funson says, oh, hell no. It's going to be top 15. Fade or follow, you decide. With that, let's get to it with another Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, as we always do here on Friday on the program, uh, we throw out player pickems. Uh, it's a three-pack of, of players from each position. You simply tell me, Brandon, who will have the better Week 14 fantasy scoring output? Let's start off at the quarterback position. Here are your options. Taysom Hill in New York to take on the Jets. Russell Wilson, yes, yeah, Seattle, yes, you are, yes, yeah, senior fun buns uh, against Houston. Or Matthew Stafford at Arizona, who was going to be the strongest road warrior this week out of that thrice? Oh, it's Taysom Hill. I mean, really? Goodness. Emphatically. Yeah. Emphatically. Yeah, he was the last we saw him with, by the way, everybody's talking about this finger injury. He played most of that game with the finger injury last time out, and uh, he finished as quarterback three. And he threw four interceptions and he didn't rush for a touchdown, but he ran for 100 yards and he's a decent passing quarterback. Decent. I mean, there's there's problems. But in terms of fantasy, he does pad the bottom line through the air and it's the New York Jets. And it's, you know, maybe not 100 percent Alvin Kamara. And um, that being the case, Taysom Hill is going to basically say offense, get on my shoulders. I got this. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be the center of the universe in leading the Saints over the Jets this weekend. 
Oh, man, it's it's really close for me uh, between Taysom Hill and Russell Wilson. It's actually Matthew Stafford third, but I'm going to actually go with your boy, Russell. Russell okay. looked great last week. He looked vintage. That was classic Russell Wilson. Completed 81.1% of his attempts against San yeah. Francisco, and now you get hapless Houston, who's given up, oh, I don't know, 7.69 pass yards per attempt, 250 pass yards per game, 18 passing touchdowns. I think Russell goes for at least – 250. Uh, he might have three touchdowns through the air and probably boost the bottom line with like 20 to 25 rushing. So it's going to be really close between him and Taysom Hill. If you could guarantee me a Taysom Hill rushing touchdown, I fly the uh, the Fleur de Lee. But uh, I think the <laughs> highest floor of the group uh, is Russell Wilson, shockingly enough. So you and I will agree to disagree here. Again. Again. Number four. All right, let's move on to the running back position. Uh, here are your options. Kareem Hunt against the Ravens. Melvin Gordon against Detroit uh, with full expectation he's going to play. And A.J. Dillon against my beloved Chicago Bears. And why is this game? Why did he get flexed out? Why, why are we going to have to watch insufferably Chicago get their brains beat in? Like, I don't get it. But anyway, go Especially ahead. Especially when there's an afternoon game of Tampa and Buffalo. Buffalo! Yeah, like, flex that, that into prime time. In prime time. That's the game that everybody wants to watch. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it either. Um, I, I'm, I'm crying foul on that as well. Uh, I'm also going to cry A.J. Dillon on this one. I think it's mm. close. I think mm. your narrative on Kareem Hunt is going to be that they're going to try to use him more in the passing game. But if you think about you think about Cleveland all year long, they've needed help in the passing game. They haven't really done that with Kareem Hunt. I, I feel like it's wasted opportunity for them, and, and that's on their offensive coordinator and Kevin Stefanski. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon. He's been, he's been hot. I think Green Bay gets a lead against Chicago, and it works out well for both Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon. And you gotta got to give Baltimore credit. They've been tough against running backs and you know last time they played cleveland they shut down that backfield so uh yeah give me aj Dillon. Uh, you know what i had aj Dillon in my fantasy flames column i like aj Dillon. i got a projected for 60 combined yards and a touchdown uh just for the sake of playing devil's advocate here i kind of like melvin gordon too i think they oh, can have very yeah. similar numbers this week and i got kareem hunt in my column as well i think all these guys line up nearly equally i think all of them got a really good shot across the chalk really good shot of eclipsing 50 to 60 combined yards uh and if, as for uh, gordon you know 4.22 yards per carry 107.7 rush yards per game 18 total touchdowns that's what detroit is allowed inside the top five most fantasy points surrendered to the running back position uh we have full expectation you and i talked to troy rank at denver seven who covers the broncos one of the best guys in the beat in the mile high city and he said like Look, it's going to revert back to a full-blown committee with him and Juggernaut Javante Williams, even though Juggernaut Javante had that blast-off performance against Kansas City. You know, and Gordon, he is uh, a guy that is kind of a little redheaded stepchild, right? He, he just doesn't get enough love, enough attention. He's got a TD in four of his last five games. He scored 10-plus fantasy points in six games this season. And I think it's, he's going to tack on there. I think it's going to be 10-plus fantasy points. So, again, I, I support your Dylan take, but uh, the second option here I think is clearly Melvin Gordon. I think it's going to be super tight between the two. Number three. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Here are your options in this conundrum. Brandon Ayuk at Cincinnati. Darnell Mooney against the Packers up in northern Wisconsin. Or Michael Gallup on the road against the fighting footballs? Is he going to have some toe-drag swag and enough to convince you to side with him? Who you got here? 
Man, this is tough. I mean, if Ayuk had done a little bit of something last week, I, I'd probably be going Ayuk here. I don't love any of these options. Uh, Michael Gallup's tempting, but, you know, he's still probably number three and, uh, and the number three receiver there. So I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney, who before last game was on an absolute roll, a couple a uh, couple 120-plus yard games, a game in there where he had two touchdowns. That week nine game I'm talking about was with Justin Fields. The week 11 game was with partially Justin Fields. So I know Justin Fields probably isn't as good for his upside as Andy Dalton. And I know Jair Alexander is back, but Jair Alexander has been out for a very, very long time. So I don't know that he just you plug and play him as just a complete shutdown, 100% guy that he can be in his first week back. So I'm going to go with the clear top option in his offense in the passing game in Darnell Mooney. Oh, man, uh, not Darnell Mooney for me. <laughs> I hope you're right. Um, and the Bears are obviously they're already down 20 or nothing. Let's be real. Yeah, uh, they're going to absolutely. They're get, yeah. Oh, they're going to get crushed. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Justin Fields' player prop, by the way, I, I think it opened at like 184.5 for pass yards, and I was like, uh, over and thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no doubt. Sheer volume alone, he's going to hit it. Uh, I, I again, I hope you're correct with your assessment of Mooney. I'm going giddy up style. Ride it, my pony, and Michael Gallup uh, against nope. fighting footballs. I think he finds the end zone. Uh, truth be told, I took a, a prop on him over 19 and a half yards longest catch. Uh, you look at the fighting footballs, they've given up 36 pass plays at 20 plus yards this season. We know they're top three in most fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. We'll see if Amari Cooper's conditioning is up to 100% capacity after his bout with COVID. Uh, so for me, it's close between all three of these guys, but I am going to side with the Dallas Cowboy. Yeehaw! Number two. All right, moving on. Another group of wide receivers. Jerry Judy against Detroit. Van Van, will he be your man? Mr. Jefferson at Arizona on Monday Night Football. Or Jarvis Landry had a monster game against the Ravens. Uh, Is it going to be a replication of that effort from a couple of weeks ago? Who do you got, Brandon? Yeah, I'm going Jarvis Landry here. I do Hmm. like that just very, very, very recently we saw him go six for 111. I'm just kind of looking at his history against Baltimore. Uh, And he's been good for five catches in, uh, you know, just the the snapshot I'm looking at here. It's been good for five-plus catches in at least five straight games against the Ravens. So uh, tight ends out. They're down to just Austin Hooper. They like to go tight end heavy. I think Jarvis Landry fills in in that kind of that – short and intermediate range that they like to look at for those tight ends. And so I I think there's probably a little extra volume headed his way, but you know, he had the 10 targets last time. That's, that's plenty to get it done to me. That's going to be the decider. I will go with Jarvis. I'm going to go with a guy who scored back-to-back touchdowns uh, and back-to-back games. And that is Van Jefferson. This game's just got so much pew, 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 shootout appeal. And I know Arizona's allowed the 11 fewest fantasy points, but again, last two games, For Jefferson, 17 targets, 9 catches, 134 yards, has two touchdowns, a handsome 13.38 ADOT, four red zone targets over that stretch as well. Uh, He's going to get a lot of Byron Murphy. He's been great in coverage, 63.4 passer rating allowed, but uh, I got a gut feeling he's going to find the end zone for the third straight week. Uh, Having Odell Beckham Jr. around, very good thing for him. Oh, and that other guy too, Cooper Cup, (laughs) might have heard of him. Uh, Certainly helps. Number one. All right, last one here, Fun Buns. Uh, Let's go back to running back. Here are your options in this decision. Chuba Hubbard against the Atlanta Falcons. Dontrell Hilliard against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or with DeAndre Swift out, Jamal Williams. Tough matchup, though, on the road at Denver. 
It is, but man, I mean, Jamal Williams could literally double the other guys in volume because um, I think Amir Abdul is going to be a real deal for the Carolina Panthers in that backfield, and Chuba Hubbard's not going to get to the 20 touches that we saw him get to earlier when CMC was out. I think he's a full-blown platoon. There's no full-blown platoon in, in Detroit. There is in Tennessee with Dontrell Hilliard. Hilliard's got the better big play upside. Yep. But Jamal Williams has a very real chance for 20 touches and look at Denver's a better team, but they're not great on offense either. And this could be a slog of a game where Denver has like a, a touchdown lead, but Detroit is not forced to just start chucking early and often um, because the score is still within reach. And I think that can get Jamal Williams to 20 plus touches and maybe he sneaks into the end zone. Uh, for me, I feel like Jamal Williams's floor is like 10 fantasy points and half PPR and he could do maybe a little better than that. And I'll, I'll, I would probably go with the comfort of that over the complete dice rolls of the other guys. Oh, let's let it ride. Let's let it ride. Chase the river, Evans. We're going to hit that flush. Dontrell Hillier. That's right. Yeah, uh, that would be my second choice. Yeah, it could be a December to remember for him. Um, you know, we talked to Teron Davenport recently on the Sirius XM Fantasy Show. Faith the noise, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Channel. Listen to it. Fun Buns and I make dick jokes for full <laughs> two hours every single day. Um, but, you know, we talked to Teron, and, you know, I asked him point blank who was going to have the most fantasy value the rest of the season out of the remaining husks of running backs uh, on this roster. And he said, it's Hilliard. Um, and he covers the team, so I trust him. And you look at the numbers, um, you know, last couple of games, 60.8% of the snap share, 82 combined yards. Now against New England, he only played 49.2% of the snap share, but 133 combined yards on 13 touches and a touchdown. He does have that big playability. Uh, this game should be competitive against the Jaguars. I think they're going to try to get him out there in space. He'll do more damage as a receiver. I think the ceiling's a little bit higher compared to Jamal Williams based on the matchup. So, again, slight edge there for me with Dontrell Hilliard. All right, Brandon, before we get out of here, I'm just going to randomly uh, toss out a name. And I want to get your thoughts on this individual. And I want to do a little head-to-head. -head. If Jeff Wilson Jr. gets the start for San Francisco – a, let me start off with this question. He gets Cincinnati on the road. Is he a top 20 running back? Mm, probably doesn't quite get there for me. I'm looking. I'm, I'm quickly trying to get to my rankings here and look at who number 20 is and whether I like him better or not. All right, well, let's do a head-to-head. -head. Uh, so my number 20 is Devonta Freeman. I'd rather have Devonta Freeman. I got, I'd rather have Jeff Wilson Jr. All right, how about Jeff Wilson Jr. or the aforementioned Jamal Williams? I would rather have Jamal Williams. I'd rather have Jeff Wilson Jr. What about Jeff Wilson Jr. and a banged-up James Robinson? Does the squeaky wheel get the grease? Uh, I'm starting to come back around to James Robinson getting some love, so I, I would go James Robinson. And I would go James Robinson as well. So you got him teetering on the top 20, and I'm telling you right now, straight from Shanahan's mouth, it is trending in a direction. It's going to be Jeff Wilson over Jamichael Hasty, and thank God for that. <laughs> Yeah, but man, Jeff Wilson had an opportunity, completely flushed it down the toilet. He uh, did. And, you know, he had a knee flare up in game last week. So what's to say he won't do the same thing this week? Uh, I'm a little bit leery about Jeff Wilson. That's why I have him outside my top 20. I get I get the matchup. I get the San Francisco DNA of, of being able to run the football. I just think this might be a week if Jeff Wilson does go where we do actually see some Jamichael Hasty mixed in and a more of a platoon kind of setup. But 
Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm kind of trying to stay clear of that San Francisco backfield altogether. But, uh, you know, Look, man, they're going to run the ball. I mean, that's the bottom line. They got the third run heaviest team in the league, according to run percentages tracked at teamrankings.com. And you mentioned the matchup. It's the 12th friendliest uh, for fantasy yeah. running backs. 129.4 total yards per game, 11 combined touchdowns, 4.04 yards per carry surrendered. And the Bengals do give up a lot of catches to the running back position as well. I still can't get that Najee Harris, that, oh, scintillating, erotic 14-catch game from earlier this season out of my head. So, yeah, look, if Jeff Wilson can guarantee me, I don't know, 60%, 65% of the uh, opportunity share, I, I, I think he's a top 20 guy. I think he finds the end zone. All right, we shall see. All right, indeed. And that is a wrap on this uh, very disagreeing uh, edition of the Fantasy Fast Track podcast. Uh, this is probably the most disagreement and difference That's in opinion good. we've ever had, Brandon. I, it, it's refreshing, honestly. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, it's not necessarily uh, fitting with t- the season of the holidays, but. Uh, you know, we got to throw a curveball in every once in a while to keep everybody on their toes. Yeah, that's right. Screw you, Brandon, in these uh, season's <laughs> greetings times. Uh, please, if you enjoy this podcast, drop us a rating and a review. Follow Funston on social media on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. And until next time, adios!